0: Welcome to another episode of the Writer's Bookshelf. With once again me, David Driver, and brought to you by the Gingerlicious Company Presents Podcast. And we're here. It seems it seems like a week ago. And it is for all you lovely podcast listeners, but for me and Samar, it's only been about three five minutes. Three, five minutes, something like that brilliant stuff last week obviously two parts and the second part is coming up i'm sure you've all been intoxicated and love everything <laughs> that we have been speaking about so it is of course the writer's bookshelf samar shaddad part two and as i've always said if if you have shown any interest you want to find out a little bit more can't stress enough Go to the website daviddriverofflet.com. All the information's there the mobile number, email, Facebook. If you want to find out a little bit more or a little bit more about me or Samar or want to be a guest on the show, get in touch. But without further ado, hello, where have you been, Samar? Goodness, it only seems like five minutes ago. (laughs) You missed me that much. (laughs) You're uh, You're back by popular demand. We've just been talking there very briefly. And um, I know you're going to talk a little bit more when you share. You've got, two, you've got a couple more poems to share. Um, I believe one is about a window. Yes. And one is about exile, which possibly, if you don't mind me saying, might be quite an interesting topic to talk yeah. about from your perspective. So are you going to share the window one first? or yes. Yeah. So it just, it's, I mean, it's open. No pun intended. It's open to interpretation.
1: Yeah. Um, what I really like... Um, you know every now and then i don't have a very good um, relationship with social media i don't have any
0: why um, why is that what, what that's interesting i just is, is want
1: that? to be able to i think i don't like too much interaction with people mm. am i am i might sound arrogant no but no. i like to be in my own world and every now and then dip in the power yeah that make sense
0: i, I notice that i think <laughs> like I said no when we first sort of met I mean I I understand exactly where you are coming from because obviously you know I've gained touch with you I mean you're good enough to leave me or obviously had your mobile number so I can talk that way um, but people at Facebook and yeah. and WhatsApp and Instagram and all that sort of thing I did notice one minute you were on there yeah I then have then, a very good record and then, you, and then you took if you don't have my phone and, number yeah, you never yeah. know when you're going to hear from me <laughs> and on and off on and off I mean it it's a strange one, really, because you feel sometimes like you want to give it all up, as as you've done most of it. But then sometimes in a creative world, and you've sort of got to advertise yourself, it's an happy medium for me. As in, too much or too yeah. little, or just sort of an happy medium. Or do you think? Yeah. Do you think people interact too much? Do you think people it becomes a way of life for people? I think
1: if you are a poet, this is how I see it. I think you need to have that internal conversation mm-hmm. going, and I think. Too much interaction with outside world, with the world outside, interrupt and disrupt that conversation. And I think, for me, solitude is something that I don't want to give up. Mm -hmm. I think it's it's important. It's like food. I need to be alone with myself, think with myself, reflect on my emotions. And there is nothing wrong to to not want to have too much solitude um, solitude or wanting to have um, social media interaction but for me personally it doesn't work Mm -hmm. i said that because the poem i'm going to read when you are very alone no when you are when you say alone that carries kind of this emotional Mm sadness kind of rejection i'm not talking about that kind of loneliness. So, so
0: if you're not in a relationship if you no are family, in a family no no, no 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 what i was alone trying to, to say reflect.
1: what i was trying to say when you are uh, when you're having this solitary moment mm-hmm. and you are alone in the house when you drop a pen you can hear it when you put the kettle on you can hear the tick the click i like that mm-hmm. because i become so aware of the sounds. What what I really like, for example, I like in the morning and I wake up. I can see the pace of cars.
0: Mm-hmm. Like from
1: four, five, six, seven. So I hear one or two coming and going at four a.m. Then by six, it's just you're very conscious of your environment. Yes. And now the spring is on its way, or it's already here. We've seen the flowers. Um I I see I hear birds. And this, this this kind of being in touch with your environment through your senses. It's good. So the poem I'm going to mm-hmm. read happened in a moment when I was alone. And I have a very big window in the living room. And I have to say, I struggle with rooms without window. And that that big window got me through lockdown. I could look out of the window. Mm-hmm. And also, it has given me Orwellian eyes. I can observe uh,
2: mm-hmm.
1: outside the environment. I am behind the window and I'm looking and my reflection is very philosophical, my judgment. People coming, people going, what they up to? Not saying I've been noisy, but I see the life happening outside that
0: window. It's a bit like Alfred Hitchcock, the rear window, if you've ever seen that oh, film. We'll oh, to... no,
1: I shall watch it. Yes. And uh, you wonder, is it really necessary to spend so much time working, catching mm. bus, going, coming, shopping, carrying. What is the purpose We're, behind life and living? Very, it has to go beyond it It's very interesting it does that. Yeah,
0: I'm sort of getting a sense of of connecting with yourself and one and the earth and the life and the planet itself. And really, so going back probably to ancient civilizations and traditions, but also like... Are are
1: talking about seeing.
0: About seeing it. And then also I like the way we did speak over, over, over a bit of lunch about... Sort of being a name and a number and having to yeah. work, where yeah. you just yeah. become like a, a working ant. If you see, you know, you, you are yeah. part of the bigger picture, and like you said, just, just slow down a little bit. and People yeah. don't always notice what's going on around think, you, it's a I routine think, that you get. I think to.
1: every object has a story, and although mm. objects are not beings, but they're being in a way that they give meaning. To mm-hmm. our life as I, as I explained, this window is something that I cannot live without. Mm-hmm. It's, it's that important in my life because it gives me that moment of reflection. When the lockdown happened, we weren't allowed to leave the house except once. If, when we were self-isolating, we didn't leave the house for days. Um, that window was the only way connecting me to the world outside to see the sun to see the flowers to feel yes i am not in proximity with other people because social distancing was happening i was self-isolating for example but i knew there are other people walking past i'm not close but somehow we are in the same zone doesn't make sense Mm -hmm. um so this is this is this is a poem i wrote on behalf of that window and it's written in August 2020 پنجره Panjare با خودش تنها نشسته بود و بین میندشید که کاش برای یک روز هم که شده کور می شد پنجره نگران قلبش بود که زیر تصویر رهگذها پرنده ها و اابها ترک میخورد دو دو sat alone by herself wishing she could go blind for a day De was worried for her heart, that was cracking under the reflection of passerby's birds and clouds.
0: Beautiful, in beautiful indeed. It's just, yeah, you got the picture. But I think everyone, it did affect people in different ways. You yeah. know, I don't think it'll ever go away. When people say we are the other side of a lockdown pandemic, some people fared better than others. But I will agree this: I think more people did connect with nature. It was really interesting when you read articles after, where one of the things that people wanted to do was get outside, walk, connect with nature. Mm. Um,
1: I think the thing we, we're talking about the window that wants to go blind. Um,
0: mm.
1: A window that see a lot of people, a lot mm-hmm. of things happening on the road, off the road, on pavements, people crossing, coming, going young, old with pram, with the school bags. Windows... This, this window sees a lot and mm-hmm. wishes, I wish I couldn't see so I cannot have a memory to go back to. Mm-hmm. And I think that window, in a sense, is me looking mm-hmm. at people, looking at the birds. I've seen so much. For once, I don't want to say, I don't want to create more memory to have more anguish. Mm-hmm. Um, because... We as human beings, we create memories and memories create us. We have two way relationship with our recollections. If if you don't have memory, you are a blank page. You are not disturbed that much. You can you can be happy if you have good memories.
0: But what do you become? If you have no memories, what do you I
1: become? I know. That's the trouble. That's the trouble. So and that's I'll a sad life. I think s- that's that's so Alzheimer's. That's, yeah. a cool disease. So yeah.
0: as, a, as a human being. Do you, as you, to put to use your words, do you create, do you create memories to continue as a human being, or if you don't create memories, what, what do you actually, you know, become? <laughs> like you say, if you lock yourself away for too long, what do you actually draw? I
1: think any deep emotion, even sadness, mm-hmm. is good for us. I think it makes you pain bring us to life. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and. That's the same for happiness.
0: But you probably need a strong emotion. You think you need a, a fine balance, though. Yeah. Too much sadness, too much happiness, too much grief. I am more sad. Might to... be uh, <laughs> not a good thing. So a think, fine balance. I think,
1: in spite of all this laughter, um, Adam calls <laughs> Adam calls me the noisy one.
0: <laughs> the noisy one. <laughs> the noisy I can't one. think. I can't think why. And um, I can't think why. I I I work, if I one. go
1: quiet, people say we've not heard you today. Um, I can't very believe loud. that,
0: Samai. He must hear you every day.
1: And, um, <laughs> and um, I think I'm one of those people. I, th- I don't think it's intentional. I've never had intention to hide my sorrow, but I am I am not a very happy person inside. Uh, I know that surprises many people because from the moment we started this talk, I've been laughing, so what, and what, I make a lot of people laugh when I'm around what them.
0: What makes you say that, then? Because when I see you... Obviously, we've spoken over the years, and you're laughing and joking. I know mm. various things have gone on, and then you say, "I'm, not, I'm coming... not a happy person inside." What? How did you reach that position in life or that point in life? I
1: think it it depends on many things. First and most, where I, from where I'm coming from,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I think I haven't lived my teenage years in the way I wanted, um, and social political issues back in Iran mm-hmm. I come from a family where my mother brought us up and we struggled financially and um, and I think uh, you know have a broken marriage live as a single parent for a very long time mm-hmm. and and not seeing my mom for 10 years and she passed I didn't see her and I think these are experiences that mm-hmm. not everyone goes through. There are a lot of sad, more sad, sad stories out there. But mm-hmm. this, this, this experiences changes, and I think that's why I hold on to books and mm-hmm. reading and writing is is my coping mechanism.
0: Do you think you'll it always? It puts be. me together. Do you think you'll always be in that position, or do you think you might one day say to me? I'm a happy person inside. David. I am a
1: very happy person. I'm very. I feel settled, but at the same time, I feel like it's impossible for me to be happy ever again. In a sense that I feel like I feel like I am not sad at all. I think I've I'm used to live with my sadness. Mm-hmm. I miss it if I'm not sad sometimes.
0: Possible, yeah, yeah. Do you think you do? <laughs> ch- do you think though you are? On your journey, 16 years in the UK to now, do you think? Oh you're yeah, a happier absolutely. person? I love from, this from country. From first arriving in the UK, yeah, 16 years ago to now, I think. Have you? Do you think your, have you, uh, your journey's been a mixture? I
1: have to say something. I think um, what I'm sa- what, I, what I shared here is not that I've, this place hasn't made me happy. It mm. has absolutely. Um, done so much for me and i'm grateful for it i I think i said that in that interview we had with that talk um you know in march 2017 and i'm saying it again that means how um rooted the love of this country is in me i mean Mm -hmm. this place made me who i am today uh it has given me a profession education my liberty as a woman the things i couldn't even imagine Mm -hmm. back in my own country, um, and I said this, and I this phrase, and I'm saying it again. Um, this this place that I'm living in, I call it home, and I have mm-hmm. more love for it because I see. Remember, I said Iran is a is a um, I don't know. Iran is a mother that couldn't take care of me, mm-hmm. but um, UK is a stepmother who cares for me, who fed me, who dressed me who sent me to school, and, you know, um, this is how I see it. So Iran is, Iran, Iran. Want, even if it wanted, it couldn't do it for me because of the things um, happening back in Iran. Um, it's impossible to provide care for individuals and let them to the place where they feel their whole intellectually, education-wise on that. And especially as a woman, I think... I need to speak as a woman. I think I am a woman and I live as a woman and I'm happy as a woman because I live here, because my right is protected as a woman. A woman who wants to be vocal about herself, how have, have to have an identity, to have a voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Good stuff. You've got another poem. And I think it's called Exile. Oh, or yeah. based on it or it's about um the subject matter is Exile.
1: Again, it's written in two languages. I started writing it as I was walking through the park in Hebden Bridge. And I went to Hebden Bridge um, in 18 of, on 18th of November 2018 to celebrate the 10th anniversary of me living in the UK, one week after my mom passed away. Mm-hmm. And I didn't get to complete it. I completed it during the lockdown شعر در قربت زاده می شود امروز هشته نوامبر نوامر و است و من نوزادی ده سالم که زود از شیر مادرش گرفته شده و از ترس گرسنگی به پستانهای پلاستیکی قربت مک می شعر در قربت زاده می شود در یک شنبه های افسردگی در بیهودگی سفر میان دو ایستگاه قطار برای ملاقات کردن کسی شلوغ <laughs> برای Sorry. Can I can I pause for a second? You can do whatever you want. You're
0: the guest on the shore.
1: در پرسه های بی هدف در امتداد خیابان های شلوغ برای زدن به تنهایی تا گم شدن در قهوه خانه هایی که تهم قهوه هایشان تنها با قند خاطر شیرین می شود. جایی در این جهان است شهر خیابانی، خانه ای که خانه کودکی های من است، و اتاقی که پنجره هایش را برای همیشه در ذهنم باز گذاشتم برای مادرم که از پنجره های بسته می‌ترسید، از نشه مردن ها به شبهای بیخوابیش از ندیدن خورشید در روزهای بارانیش برای مادرم که چمدانم با همه بزرگیش برای عطر موهایش کوچک بود و تاریکیش نورخنده هایش را بر نمی تابید. من مسیح را نمی شناسم اما معجزه را با دهانم شناختم وقتی که مادرم نان را قسمت می کرد و به سفره برکت می داد. شعر در قربت زاده می شود. در سکوتی که خانده نمی شود. با کلمه هایی که ترجمه نمی شود. بر برنک زبانی که میان دو الف با سرگیجه گرفته است. شعر من در تبعید زاده شده است و چون کودکی که دست مادرش را در خیابان رها کرده باشد برای آن که به خانه بازگردد، گوش بزنگه گریه اروده که از که در خاطرش پنهان کرده شرمن دختر بچه است که خانه هایشها شیوه یک زن تنها بالیده شرمن شهر تابیده.
0: very beautiful indeed. although as I've said, it sounds absolutely fantastic. I'm going to have the English version. So, the the poem is called "Poetry
1: Gets Born in Exile." Poetry gets born in exile. Today is the 18th of November 2018 and I am a 10-year-old infant weaned early from her mother's milk and of the fear of hunger sucking the plastic breast of exile. Poetry gets born in exile in Sundays of melancholy in the pointless journey between two train stations to meet someone who never waits for you, who will never wait for you in aimless roaming along the busiest streets, to jostle loneliness, to go missing in the coffee shops where the taste of their coffees only gets sweetened with the cube sugars of memories. Somewhere in the world is a country, is a city, is a street, is a house, that is the house of my childhood, and a room whose windows forever I have kept open in my mind, for my mother, who was scared of closed windows, of not counting stars in her sleepless nights, of not seeing the sun in her rainy days for my mother that my suitcase my suitcase in spite of its hugeness was too small for the aroma of her hair and his darkness was jealous of the light of her smile i do not know jesus but i have known the miracles through my mouth when my mother was dividing the bread and was blessing the tablecloth at dinner poetry gets born in exile in the silence that does not get read with the wo- with words that do not get translated on the tongue that has become confused between two alphabets my poetry is born in exile and like a child who has let go of the hands of her mother in, in the street for her return in, is my poetry is born in exile and like a child who has let go of the hands of her mother in the street for her return is on alert for the cry of a doll that she has hidden in her memory my poetry, a little girl whose laughter has been swallowed by the veiling of a lonely woman. My poetry is the poetry of exile.
0: Oh, beautiful indeed, Sami. Yes. Oh goodness. So, what, what, what was it like, sort of revisiting that, that point? Because you said that you you started it, and I think uh, you know it must be difficult. Obviously, you talk about exile. You haven't <sighs> seen your mum, or you, you know, ten years. I think, um, and then and then you've, you've you've finished it, or you've you've taken it, you've added to it. In exile. I
1: think um, when I went back to Hepton Bridge to celebrate, to mark that 10 years, um, I never imagined one week after, on my way to university with my laptop on a Friday, um, that I planned to go and I speak, uh, spend time with the person I was in relationship with that, uh, at that time. Uh, I never imagined I'm going to lose my mom and I'm going to hear it in a very surreal way on the bus, I didn't even get to scream. I remember I was, I started not crying even. Um, tears fell off, uh, mm-hmm. fell down and um, the lady next to me said, are you okay? I didn't even have the strength to scream. And I remember I got off the bus and I went to a friend's house and, and I wept and for a very long time I said, is it, is it true? Has she really died? I couldn't believe because I think the worst thing I've ever imagined was losing my mom. And it happened, it shook me, and I couldn't react um, in a way that I always felt, I'm going to react, I'm going to scream, I'm -hmm. gonna just pass out, nothing happened. And um, for a very long time, I struggled to talk about that loss. I went back to university on Monday, and I was supposed to be in a workshop and I emailed the person who's supposed to run that workshop. So everyone was shocked when they saw me walking in. And my rational maybe it wasn't rational. My my only hope was I'm doing what she always wanted me to do, get on with my education. So I carried on as a mom, as a student, but that pain stayed with me. That pain stayed with me. And I struggled to communicate. I struggle to say I am suffering.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And this poem gave me chance to communicate that suffering. To say, I lived here for 10 years. I'm a 10-year-old infant.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That's a deliberate choice of words. I want to say I am that much desperate for my mother's milk. But I'm sucking the plastic breast of exile.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, I am getting the nutrition but I'm not getting it from my mom, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, um, and I finished that poem um, almost, the lockdown happened to 2020, right? March
0: 2020.
1: So I started writing it 2018, November 2018, mm-hmm. and I finished it April 2020. It took me a very long time to kind of write Um, down my emotions and Mm -hmm. I finished it with poetry and I said going through this loss the only thing is the poetry that is born in exile Mm -hmm. is the fruit of exile and that's the outcome of it really outcome of that suffering Um, because I don't want my suffering to be in vain and I think poetry language makes me feel it's a tool for me to do something with that pain because losing a parent leaving a country not being been displaced um linguistically is a is a big loss for you to feel compensated at least for me is writing and reading mm-hmm. and that's where i ended it mm-hmm. um that's why I call it, poetry gets born in exile. It's the only thing you get hold on to. Um, I'm going to stop by saying, Adorno says for a man who doesn't have a country, um, language become a place to live in. And I think I really feel that sentence. I think mm-hmm. that's true when it comes to my experience.
0: Did, so did you have any communication, if you don't mind me asking? You say you haven't seen your mum for 10 years. I did. Did, did you have any... You know, telephone conversation. Did she yes. you, so She, I'm not, you know, obviously you can share as much or as little, yes, as of as course. As well. I'm not but did you person. No. Did you, um, she's you've had you had spoken to, you, to your mum, oh, yes, you, of course, via telephone yes. conversations,
1: yes, but she ended up being in care home because mm-hmm. she developed Alzheimer's disease mm. and um, she couldn't remember us, right? She couldn't right. make full sentence, she became very weak, mm-hmm. and uh, family back on my uncle who passed away also. So your,
0: your family, so she, how did you actually get, did you just get a telephone call yes, or yes. from um, your family member, obviously, yes, in Iran? Communi-
1: yes, we, we communicated as much as we mm-hmm. could, you know, difference, um, um, you know, in terms of hours between here mm-hmm. and Iran. um, But she got, her health got deteriorated mm-hmm. um, mentally. Uh, because of Alzheimer's disease, so toward the end of her life, she couldn't even talk; she couldn't make sentence. And I think Alzheimer's is a very cruel disease. It's a very cold-blooded disease because imagine a person made of flesh, bit by bit. Mm-hmm. Um, um, it's like I don't know how to say it. It's it's hard to say to someone I love you, but they don't say I love you mm-hmm. back. It's, and it's not their fault. It's mm-hmm. just hard to not have this 2 way of connection. And this is a person who taught you how to walk, how to talk. Yes. Yeah. And that's that's very painful.
0: Yeah. 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 Do you have any communication with anybody in Iran now? No. Uh, no? no. no. I'm, 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 tell me if I'm asking any sort of inappropriate I questions. No, I, I just no, only if you... No, I think... Any, any, so you have no... Since your mum passed away, you've had no you you have no communication very limited well, my very, uncle who
1: passed away yes and um to be honest after my mom passed away i didn't have any mm-hmm. reason i think that was a kind of um what do you call it um um umbilical uh, that was a um, yes. umbilical cord so, that so was really cut it's off been cut. It's been and cut i feel now. like i lost yes. my connection with that place right. that place has a meaning not because i was born in it that place has a meaning because i have loved ones living there and if i lose them
2: mm-hmm.
1: yes it still has meaning because of memories not mm-hmm. because i have to have a reason to love a place and i have lost that reason mm-hmm. because i've lost the people yeah
0: so what what does the future hold <laughs> for, for, for for you now obviously mm. you've, i know we speak sort of off off and i said off camera then, off the microphone as in <laughs> england if you like or over uk Seems to be your home, you've got a lot of friends there, you're happy and such know. like. So, what do you think? What, what do you think 2024 we're into a new year now? 2024, I, I've, I've got a few sort of things on my calendar. We're mm-hmm. just into February now, so we're not yeah. that fine. To,
1: Definitely Valentine's what, Day. What
0: do you want? <laughs> hey, Adam, I understand. Valentine's <laughs> I Day. I have a day, day. off. <laughs> <laughs> what, um, when I say what do you want to achieve? Mm. We're speaking about creative people as opposed to people you I know me mean, working so you go to college you work you come home you know, you've got a set sort of routine mm. but i think as creatives it might be that you say look i'm going to finish that oil painting mm. i'm going to stand up on stage and recite this poem i'm going to write that song have you any sort of goals creatively this year mm. in your, in that sort of very creative mind of yours so
1: Yes, I'm going through my poems. Uh, I hope to get them published. And I don't want to publish because I have a poem I say, that I say in it. Um, I don't write to publish. I write to revolt. Mm-hmm. But I'm hitting the age of 40 this August. Never. Never
0: a day know, over know, 20, Sima. I cannot believe.
1: <laughs> of course.
0: Goodness, never. I've been very honest. Now, I've been very generous lady, to tell you how old I am. A lady should not reveal her age.
1: Um and then uh, <laughs> so I I really feel like you know you get to the age that you feel like you know what you need to ma- make a move you need to do something and I think
2: <laughs> to make a move I think
1: with my son being big enough now um he's yes. more independent he's about 14 we always have a kind of discussion about this I always say almost 14 Adam said he's a still 13 I said well it's somewhere in between so we might as well say almost 14 instead of saying he's 13 mm-hmm. um And with me arriving at the age of uh, 40, um, publication is one of things. I love to get published in other languages, definitely Portuguese. So if you
0: you, um, were to bring this... Put, you know, get get your all your poems published it, would you is that something you'd do as in would you publish them just in english first or english and farsi so what, what would you uh, what, what do you want to do because i think that could be a double i mean i sort of said a double hit as in it's reaching out in two languages or more than two languages yeah
1: yeah it depends it depends um how how many pages um hmm. um uh, i have for that book mm mm-hmm. Um if it's enough, probably I publish in both languages. if not, probably I just publish in english mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: yeah and anything else that you would like? have you ever thought of um while we're on the subject of sort of writing <laughs> yeah i mean i I just know you as on the writing sort of scene as as in poetry, you know you write yeah. the most beautiful poetry. Have you ever thought of sort of going down a different path of a short story a novel a, um a short like a, mon- a monologue so, or a play you know, cause you've got so so many stories to tell yeah. I, i'm a big believer in not everything is or a lot of my ideas do sometimes things don't come across as a poem you, you know it could be a poem it could be a short think, story a play have you had anything else in you
1: i think um i tried last summer mm-hmm. to say okay i couldn't complete my phd instead of approaching um the text as an academic which I cannot be because the way I think and I express myself what if I write a book bring my poems in in and do what I wanted to do as a thesis but as a book mm-hmm. but the problem I have I have so little patience and I don't want to write about it every day a little bit and after a year or two complete it. And I think, I feel like if I write a novel, I I kind of lose a bit of my, I invest a bit of my creativity. Yes. And I'd rather have everything invested in poetry. Whatever I want to say, I want to say it in this genre, in in poetry, if it does make sense. Yeah, yeah. And one thing that I've experienced, it might might, might actually answer your question. I think over time, my poems have become shorter and shorter. And something that I have become interested in is silence. We talk a lot about my love for languages, but silence also is a language. To understand the language of silence, and maybe that's why I need solitude. Yeah. I need to my, my wife,
0: my wife keeps telling that to me, but <laughs> don't uh, um, The language of I like that the language of silence. And
1: um, so the poems have become shorter and shorter. Yes, yes. And um, I don't see I can
0: do anything else. Say
1: one thing that I wanna say bang in two, three, four sentences in a novel
0: right yeah that makes sense that makes sense any any artistic flair as in oil paintings or drawings or any any artistic hidden talents that you haven't told me about
1: uh i have a lot of talents uh music you don't have enough time
0: yeah i do i can always go for part three (laughs) what about the music and 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 the and the sort of singing is that is that something oh
1: yeah you don't want to get me singing, here right
0: no is that is that something you want to is that in the past? Is that is that something that like you would bring? I do sing a bring, lot. Bring.
1: I do sing a lot at home. Yes. Probably my neighbor downstairs. Um, <gasps> no, my favorite song. <laughs> uh, yeah, I do sing for myself. My dream when I was a teenager was to become a singer.
0: Yes. Is that, that dream has that dream gone now? Or, uh, or, or, no. or has it still there to No, I
1: would love to, yes, if, I would love to.
0: If the opportunity came oh, along yes, you, you would sort of sing in mm, uh, yeah. uh, where, where would you take that? Would that be mainly sort of live performances or would you want O2? to absolutely um sort of recording and, and get it yeah. out there and everything that the music business sort of offers then? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah book or two for me.
0: Uh, 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 and <laughs> and uh, uh, what type of um and uh, what path would it be then? But it what 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 sort of music would you what would you want to be singing? Would it be sort of contemporary, or you know, um, the Persian Iranian, or, or what, so? What sort
1: of... I hum English songs, like, yes, uh, Portuguese songs, Spanish at home, mm-hmm. but I don't feel confident, and I don't think I have courage to perform in those languages. However, I feel like I still, if I want to sing some. Something and I put I put my soul into it. I'm not mm-hmm. saying I put I don't put my soul into other languages if I want to sing. Um I think is soul. It comes across very soulful because Farsi um, is a language that I communicated first when I mm-hmm. started talking, and um, it has to be in Farsi. Yeah.
0: Any musical instruments involved, or is it just voice only? Would you, is any? You know, obviously when you when you're singing the the, the mm. songs, would it be? Guitar? A, 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 so you, do, you, do you play the guitar? I
1: used to when I was in Iran. I bought a guitar, actually, yes. uh, a few years ago. And um, I don't get a chance um, to play an instrument. I love singing, though. I, I really do. But you ask me about um, uh, where you see yourself in the next 20 years. My biggest dream before I die is Traveling. And by traveling, I don't mean book a hotel, get in on an airplane, go to a hotel, walk around for a bit, and with taxi going here and there, and come back. By traveling, I mean living in local yeah. neighborhoods, even washing dishes to fund where, that Where trip. would
0: you like to go then? Where? Oh, Latin America. Favorite places? Latin- I, can see,
1: I can see myself living in Brazil.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> I can see myself.
0: So, number one place, Brazil. Oh, yeah, absolutely, Wales. all the way. Where, where? Which other countries? Brazil... Number one, any any second place, third place, isn't
1: it? I love Spain. I love Brazil. Uh, I love to visit Latin America, and I love to leave there
2: mm-hmm.
1: long enough before to feel. The thing is, we we had a bit of discussion. I don't want to go into too much details, but I think I've, I had I had an interview with this um, Brazilian magazine, which got published, uh, and I said. I I dream I dream of a house a home in Brazil and I think that shows how much the relationship I had affected me and connected me to that place. Mm-hmm. I tell you something when I when I check news every day um I check uh, I google Iran I google <laughs> Brazil do so you know? <laughs> i do i do that's the first so you, so thing i you've do
0: you've got a little bit of a connection there oh yeah a yeah. lot but of you have, it you have, have you actually have you been to brazil not you, you, sadly you've no not, you've not you've not you've that's not the plan so, so what what are the things now in the last sort of couple of minutes then what what are the things that are on the what are the places would you like to visit you know, or have you possibly named them all
1: um
0: any any other countries you yeah. any apart? well which countries would you not want to visit no which, which, oh, current iran well i didn't ask i knew you were gonna say that well, from, <laughs> <You>. about, <laughs> apart, from a, apart from iran mm. where else would you not sort of want to go do you think might not appeal to you
1: mm, A places that i cannot be myself
0: Such pretty much
1: a lot of countries in the middle east
0: in the in the, in the middle east yes. anything else on the menu for 2024
1: i think i'm in a relationship mm. that i can see myself Continue. Yep. Um,
0: Apart from Bradford City, you're not going to go.
1: <laughs> um, you're
0: not going to Valley Parade for a, uh, in the non too distant future. Yes.
1: Uh, oh, no, I know. I'm. Um, I don't you know. Could even I book. Asked. You I could I take your you book. Take your
0: book. Take your book and read it. Oh yeah.
1: It. Um, so yeah, I'm happy to be in relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not something that it was convention and it's supposed to happen. It happened because there was. Um, deep connection deep respect and i love traveling i love reading and writing and um i think i hold in short i think if i uh i know i know we want a lot of things happen in life our lives relationship job this that but i know something for sure that i Continue with words and mm-hmm. they are going to be in my life as long as I live.
0: I love it, Samar. And that <laughs> concludes just about part two. Any any <laughs> final words before we wrap up part two? We've got a message to the people listening to the podcast or the people of the world.
1: Oh, it's so hard. What kind of message? Are, I don't have any message.
0: Um, any words of encouragement?
1: Um. Great
0: there you go just read and of course keep downloading the podcast I'm (laughs) on (laughs) it I'm on Joggy Samar it's been an absolute pleasure to uh, finally catch up with you it's always good to have a good chat a coffee have a good laugh and uh, put the world to rights and talk you've been listening to the Writers Bookshelf podcast I've always been Mr David Driver and my gorgeous guest will always be Samar Shaddad so tell all your friends spread the word and um, keep your support so, Samar, thanks. Thank, Thank you everyone. once again for sharing with us. And all you people listening, I'll speak to you on the next episode. <laughs> Goodbye. Ciao. For now. Bye-bye. Bye. bye, bye.
2: bye. <laughs>